Hello, hello, my fellow retakers, podcast lovers, listeners, friends, fam, everybody in between. It's your girl, Re, coming back at you with another episode of Retake. Guys, this is going to be a little bit of an extended trailer for um, what's upcoming with Retake. I will be beginning a brand new season that I am stupid stoked to bring to y'all. Um, it's just something that's super, super, super close to my heart and that I am just ecstatic to share with you all. So before that, I wanted to give you all a little bit of a life update. You feel me? And just spread a little bit of encouragement because I feel like everybody kind of needs it right now. Um, a lot going on in our world. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to discuss. It's a lot to just even think about truly. So little life update on Rhiannon. I just wanted to just come on here and be very authentic, super vulnerable, and, you know, just spread some love, spread some peace. I know we need it. So currently, I am laid up at the house, bored in the house that I'm in the house board. No, I'm just kidding. But I recently had surgery on my ankle. Anyone who does not know the story, here's the small skinny on it. But uh, back in 2017, uh, my first go around at Eastern it was mud volleyball time. And if anybody from Eastern is listening to this, you know mud volleyball is legit the event of the year in Portales, New Mexico at Eastern New Mexico University. So back in 2017, that was my very first, very, very first mud volleyball tournament that I actually competed in. I went the previous year, but I actually competed in one in 2017. My team was called... Snow White. Oh, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I don't remember, but it was like Snow White and the Eight Thugs. I don't know. It was something ghetto like that, but it was hilarious. And shout out uh, Austin Patterson. Freaking love you, my dude. That is honestly when he started his current business, Ink Theory, in his garage. He made those shirts for me. So anyways, little side note. But at Mud Volleyball, y'all, I was literally walking to go register my team. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. Everyone knows mud volleyball starts at like 8 a.m. So it's college. I'm just gonna keep it real raw and uncut. No one actually went to sleep on Friday night. Everyone drank and showed up to mud volleyball drunk. Okay, y'all know I'm Ree, so that was not my story. I showed up sober, okay? Registered my team. walking away from registration wasn't paying attention tripped in a hole y'all i literally tripped so hard in this freaking hole i heard my ankle like crack and i was like oh hell no i remember the pain was so intense you guys i immediately just wanted to go to sleep i wanted to pass out like right then and there and i was like all right so i think i I think I jacked at my ankle before we're even starting to play. So, you know, FOMO, 19-year-old Rhiannon, I wasn't having that. You feel me? Actually, I think I was 20 at this point. Yeah. But I, I wasn't having that. I was like, I'm going to play. I don't care. Went and taped up, got my ankle taped up, which I 100% should not have done. I 1,000% should not have played. But I was like, you know what? F it. Give me a shot. <laughs> It took like two and I had all the, all the liquid courage I needed. Went the entire day playing on this ankle, y'all. It was a disaster, a literal disaster, okay? 
So I did this. It was hilarious. I have all this video footage. I remember it. But it was just, it was a great day. But once uh, my liquid courage wore off, y'all, uh, my college courage, it was over, okay? It was major pain. So my cousin Cadence was actually working mud volleyball at the time. Shout out, Cadence. I love you. <laughs> she, she's going to be so bad if she listens to this, but um she kept telling me all day long like let me see your ankle let me see your ankle and I wouldn't let her see it so finally at the end she was like get over here I need to look at your ankle so we open up my little wrap all covered in mud y'all I shit you not it looked like there was a baseball implanted beneath my skin in my ankle that is how huge my ankle was so at the time (laughs) <laughs> the police chief at Eastern was standing behind Cadence, right? And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I think that's broken. Like, have you been playing on that all day? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Da, 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 da. So he says he's going he's gonna to call in an ambulance. And, you know, liquid courage was worn off, but it was still in the system. So I'm like, listen, I'm not getting in an ambulance. Because you, you just, just imagine it, y'all. Just imagine the scene. You know, if you're in college, you know what college is. There's tons of college kids all over the place playing in mud, yelling, screaming, and overindulging in alcoholic beverages. And you're going to bring an ambulance over here and have me get into it? I'm not getting in. I'm not getting in. And also at the time, I was like the safe ride guru. Everyone called me for rides. I was like, that is so embarrassing. Everyone's going to know that I'm lit. Everyone's going to know that I had this extra little boost of liquid it's just it's not happening it's not so i uh my prideful self convinced them that if they were actually because he was going to call the ambulance regardless and i was like oh and another thing i'm not paying for the ambulance i'm not paying for it he was like don't worry the school will but and i was like all right park it behind that warehouse and i'll get in so of course the ambulance comes Everyone's looking around like, who died? Who has alcohol poisoning? And it was me. So, you know, back in 2017, if you saw that ambulance and you still didn't know who it was, it was your girl, Bree. So I say all that to say this. Back in 2017, I ruptured my calcaneal ligament, okay? The calcaneal ligament is a major ligament in your ankle that connects your ankle to your foot. So I didn't just injure it, tear it. No, I ruptured the damn thing. So here's another side note. That ligament actually never grows back is what I've been told. So I've literally been missing this ligament since 2017. Um, If y'all knew me back in 2017, I was rocking a boot for a hot ass minute. A hot ass minute. Like... But also, I was not taking the boot seriously. So this is this kind of, it's it's really all my fault. It is all my fault. I take all the accountability. But um, my friend, my best friend Dom got married that summer, went and did the bachelorette party in Vegas, took the boot off and replaced it with an ankle brace. That was not advised. Um, For her wedding, took the boot off, put an ankle brace on. That was not advised. So I honestly just kind of overdid it, probably didn't give it the chance to heal uh, correctly. And now I'm still, you know, dealing with all of that. So that's tragic, but also my fault. So accountability hour, you feel me? But it's, it's, it's just, it's interesting to sit here and, and be laid up all day long 
with nobody here. Devin is not here. Makaya is not here. Like, all of my friends are at work. Like, it's grown people hour. I'm 24 years old and just laid up in the house all day long. Can't even bear weight on this damn foot. So it's, it's an interesting time in my life, y'all. And I'm not going to lie, my foot does feel a little bit better. Shout out my doctors, my surgeons. Shout out my people that have been taking care of me. Makai's mom, I love you. Toadie Earth Angel. My Nina came all the way down from Raton to take care of me. My big baby Devin, I love you. Makai and just all my friends, they all take re- real good care of me, right? So... Again, interesting time to just be sitting here. And I feel like it is so easy for me to just get lost in my thoughts, you know? I'm one of those people, overthinker. Um, I overindulge in my thoughts. I let my feelings run me. I let my emotions control me. So it's a very, very weird time to be alive, you know? But I was sitting here the other day and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about you know, the release of this next season and what I wanted to bring to y'all and what type of information I wanted to provide. And of course, I always want to keep it real. I always want to be authentic, but I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit scary to get super vulnerable knowing that, you know, I am posting this online and anything you post online really never goes away. And so that kind of leads me to another notion that I wanted to key y'all in about. So uh, this is really only one that my my close friends know, and I'm I'm not gonna cap. It's a little bit difficult to get into, but I'm gonna do it because I feel like somebody may be listening to this who may be going through a similar situation, um, a similar heartbreak, things like that. So in the recent months, okay, I was completely geared towards beginning this new career that I've literally been planning for, for the last two years. I shit you not. So this career opportunity opened up in literally 2020. Of course, the pandemic happened. So that kind of slowed things down, turned things off for me and moved me in a different direction in my life, which was fine. You know, I learned a lot, gained a lot and chose to, you know, dive into myself a lot. I learned a lot of my negative traits. I learned a lot more about my positive traits and really just tried to focus on how I could become a better me, a better re, okay? So in January, I got an email. Mind you, this job that I was pursuing, I won't go into super detail about the job because it really is one of those positions that is like top-notch, like secretive, all those types of deals. So I'll let your imagination play with that a little bit. But I want you to keep in mind that this was a two-year-long process and I was undergoing a a background investigation that was going to enable me to begin that career, right? So anyway, in the middle of January, I'm at home in Raton just revamping for a weekend, wake up on a Sunday and I go to check my email And I saw this email from the actual like career opportunity stating like, this is an email regarding your position, blah, 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 blah. Because I had already accepted a um, position with this particular career choice. So it was a um, 
what is the word? Oh, it was like a conditional position. So you had to undergo the background, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm, I'm looking at the email. I'm like, yes, this is my yes. I get to begin. Let's do it. Open the email. Y'all, it literally, quite literally felt like I got punched in the stomach because it was actually my no that my background had been discontinued, that the position was no longer available, it was going to be offered to somebody else. And yo, I just, it's, it's really, it's, it's, I'm speechless, as you can tell. So 100% was not expecting that, was completely blindsided by that. Um, and that was really difficult to kind of try to process over the last month. You know what I mean? And I know that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And there are, there are reasons why we, we don't continue on in seasons in our life. There are reasons why specific things do not work out. Sometimes you're being pushed in a different direction. One door closes, another door opens, like all of those things, you know. But when it actually happens, when you actually receive a no, when you actually get hit by that rejection or that thing that was unexpected, whether it's like in your family, in a relationship, in a career opportunity, like it's hard. It's really hard to grasp, you know, and for me because it had been such a long process, I think in a way that process became a major part of my identity. So it was who I saw myself as at the time. And that punch in the gut automatically just told me, you're not enough. You're not this, you're not that, you're too much. You should have done this, you should have done that. And I, you know, I totally could have went down the rabbit hole with it, but I stopped myself for the first time. And I was like, you know what, Ree, we're not going to talk to ourselves like that. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. We're not going to take ourselves to the abyss. We're not going to live in that darkness. We're going to take the no with a grain of salt. We're going to hurt over it because it sucks and you were not expecting it. But we're going to move forward progressively. And obviously, like God has something else planned for you. So that's that was just my prayer. And, you know, I sat there for a second. And months before I did get this no, I did start contemplating and journaling about, okay, Rhiannon, this is taking a bit of time. So obviously you know, you've accepted a conditional position, but it could still be a no. So if it's a no, like, what are you going to do? So I was journaling about this and I was like, why do you even want this job? Why do you even want this position? And I think I kind of felt within me that in a way it was just something that made me feel like empowered. It made me feel powerful. It made me feel a little intimidating, but you know, I just kind of put that in the back of my head. Cause that's not something we typically want to be truthful to ourselves about, right? So again, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, the no, like, I don't care. I didn't want to work there. Nope. I 100% wanted to work there. I 100% had every, every, every grain of my being ready to pursue that position in my life. So when it got swept away from me, oh my gosh, y'all, I literally was explaining to Devin, I was like, I feel like I just broke up with a two-year-long relationship of who I thought I was going to be. And I feel like that that was a huge, that was a huge conclusion to come to because there's so many of us that have that happen in our lives, but how do we deal with it? What is that two-year-long relationship with yourself that you just broke up with that you're like, how are you coping with that? Are you drinking? Are you partying? Are you smoking? Are you overindulging in this and that and blah, blah, blah. So for me, I feel like my overindulging, one, it's always negative emotions. Like I will sit in that shit in the dramatics 
feel sorry for myself, low-key go into victim mode, blah, blah, blah. Or I'll get like, be the emotional eater, like just complaining. And I don't want to be that. So sitting here after receiving that no, having to process that, having to go through all the emotions and feel all the feelings, journal it out, cry it out, pray it out, all those things. Now all of a sudden, I feel like God is shifting me in this in this other way, this very intense way where he's like, okay, Rhiannon, I just gave you a no. Now I'm going to sit your ass down for eight weeks. You're not going to be able to walk. Like you are, you're going to lose your independence. You're going to have to ask for help. You're going to be sitting at home completely by yourself. You're going to be immersed in your thoughts. What are you going to do with them? And that's intense, y'all. So that's what I've been dealing with for like the past... We're only going on two weeks now, but it has not been a very nice two weeks. So a couple things I wanted to sit here and share with y'all before I drop the good news on what the next season is going to be about um, is this. You know, I'm sitting here for the last two weeks. I'm in pain. First week, it literally felt like my entire foot was on fire for most of the day. But now um, the pain has subsided and it's mostly just my head. So I've been having all of these feelings like I'm sitting here comparing. I'm sitting here thinking about freaking Ukraine. I'm sitting here and thinking about my relationships. I'm thinking about what's coming next. I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about my friends. Like so much is running through my head and I have to stop myself throughout the day and, you know, meditate, pray, read a book, like get off of social media for a while. No, don't watch TV, like all of those things. So I'm really trying to feed my mind in a positive way. Yet I will still find myself going through that very negative script. So over the last two weeks, I feel like I've really got to get to know my inner critic and just the way my internal script goes. And it's super negative, I'm not going to lie. And I've noticed in times like these where, you know, I'm hurt or I'm hurting, whether it's physically, emotionally, whatever, I have this pattern of behavior that I consistently go back to. And I have to switch this up, y'all. Like, I have 1,000%. I've got to change it. And this is... Go- well, no, I don't want to say change. Let's let's take that word change out and, like, throw it to the curb for now. I need to accept it. Like, I need to make space for these positive and negative parts of myself. Learn them and make room for them. And I think that's where a lot of us mess up is we constantly want to just be like, oh, I want to change a part of myself. I want to change it. I want to get rid of it. Let's not have that. And by you doing that, you're actually reinforcing that behavior a little bit more. Like there's literally a psychology behind it. But I've been sitting here and I've been calculating all of these things that I do. And I'm like, why do you do that? So I'll journal about it. Why do you do that? I'll pray about it. Why do you do that? I'll talk about it. And one thing that I do is when I don't feel good, in a way, and this is going to sound really mean, but I know I'm just being honest and everybody else feels this way at some time too. So when I don't feel good, I kind of just take that out on the people that I love the most. And 100%, that is not fair. That's not cool. Like the people that love me the most are the ones that stick around through the hard times because they know who I am at my core. But also that's not fun to deal with all the dramatics and the negativity and the crybaby and the complaining and blah, blah, blah. Yet, you know, when you love somebody, you do. Did you feel that, Sammy? Did y'all just hear Makai's dog shake that out? Shake it out, girl. But I take it out on the people that I love most. And I've noticed that when I don't feel good and when I'm not feeling good, my insecurities are on 1,000. 
And because my insecurities are on 1000, I think I try to cover those up and hide behind them. And I become super nitpicky about everybody else, what everybody else does. I become super judgy. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And like, it's really just me reinforcing and projecting on somebody else how I'm feeling within myself. And, you know, truth be told, a lot of us do that. A lot of us do that. And uh, we just fail to be self-aware because we cope in different ways. So, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe drinking is your thing. You're, you're feeling insecure. So you go out, have a couple drinks with your girls, with your homies, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're straight. Or you smoke it out or you work it out. Like some, There's positive ways to do it. But, you know, if you're just suppressing it you're not really doing anything for yourself and that's what I've learned and another thing that I've learned especially as I've been sitting here journaling and thinking about my thoughts and all of those things I've realized like I'm a super passionate person people that know me y'all know this I can be passionate in the most positive way I can be passionate in the most negative way I'm a, a four ideogram. I don't know if y'all know the ideogram, but I'm a four. Okay, individualist. You feel me? And I'm an Aries. So don't play with me. It's all fire. <laughs> but I've realized that I am honestly beyond my passion. I'm a very emotional person. And I think growing up in the household that I did around the people that I did being raised by, you know, very strong individuals, especially my Nina. It was really like I was just taught like. Nah, like, we're just going to thug it out. Like, we're just going to figure this shit out. This too shall pass. Like, don't sweat the small stuff, all those things. And, you know, learning to be that strong and resilient woman is a beautiful thing. However, somewhere along the way, I'm not going to blame anyone and say that they, like, gave me the wrong message. But I perceived the message incorrectly. And to me, to be strong meant to be to, like, suppress it, figure it out, like, stuff it down. And at this, at this portion of my life, I can no longer do that. I 1000% can no longer do that. So when I sit here and I have these emotions and I have these feelings and they're overwhelming and I don't know what to do with them, I have to write it out. I have to pray it out, blah, blah, blah. But more than anything, I've noticed that I get this urge to cry it out. But I don't ever take the urge, like ever. I'll sit here, y'all, and it's so weird. I can be watching a show, I can be watching a video, reading a book, reading an essay, reading a news article, and something will just come up within me, and I feel like I need to cry. Like This is so weird to say to y'all. I want y'all to understand. This is so weird for me to say, and it makes me, like, dumb uncomfortable, but I'm doing it for y'all, so you feel me? But I will get this urge to just cry, and for some reason, I never take it. Like, I've literally been sitting here at the house... For the last two weeks, feeling all these emotions and like I won't cry. No one's here. No one's going to judge me. Sammy, little Sammy the dog, she'll probably just love on me, whatever. But I won't ever take it. And I've also noticed that I have a way, like I will cry in front of my friends or in front of Devin, especially poor Devin. He began to cry, baby Rihanna. <laughs> but I will take the opportunity to cry in some in, in front of somebody else way faster than I will ever take the opportunity to cry for myself. And I think that comes with, you know, like self-acceptance, self-trust, self-love, all of those things. And that's something that I'm really working on and something that I really want to move past 
or move into, I guess I could say more so, because I want to understand that part of myself that is like afraid to give myself like that authentic Rhiannon. And I think, you know, it probably has something to do with growing up. Like we're not crying over stupid shit. Cry. And or if you're crying, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Like y'all know what it is. Like Latina families, Hispanic families, black families. Like, I don't know. Do, do my white friends, did y'all parents tell y'all this? I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to consider. And because of that, I want to bring y'all some knowledge in the next season. So I know this was a little bit like all over the place. I hope y'all could follow. You probably should be used to me being all over the place by now. But with that being said, with this next season that's coming up, y'all, I want to offer you the blessing of knowledge. And anyone who knows Rhiannon knows I am a freaking book reader, a book worm. I love books. I live in books. I'm like, I'm legit like a real life Matilda. And shout out to my mama because one thing that she did 100, no, 100,000% correct was teaching me how to read. And one thing that I will always love the most about my mama is she literally read to me every single day that I was in the womb. And she never missed a day when I was out. Never. I knew how to read when I was three years old. And that's because of my mama. Like straight up when I was in kindergarten, I read chapter books. Like second grade reading level in kindergarten. And that is because of my mama. So I love you, mama. Thank you for that blessing. And because of that, I'm going to give y'all a bookworm series. This is going to be, I'm thinking my top 10 favorite books and I'm going to spill them out for y'all. If y'all have ever seen me read a book, it's literally like a textbook. It's underlined, highlighted. I literally speak to myself in these books, write little notes to myself. My favorite thing to do is the three M's, mm, like something good will be said. I'll put a mm. I'm also a five-star reader. So because of that, If I see a five-star statement, there is five stars above that statement. And that's how when I go back to books, I will just look for the five-star statements and I'll drop some of those on y'all and we will discuss them in my podcast. So I'm thinking top 10 books. We're going to see how it goes. Maybe it'll be top 15, top 20, but I do have a lot of people consistently ask me, hey, read, what book are you reading? What book should I read? What book should I recommend? Or do you recommend? And, um... If y'all follow me on Instagram, I have a book tab that I need you to follow. Those are like my elite books, like the ones that really speak to my soul. Any book can speak to my soul, by the way, but I'm talking the ones that like ate me up and like threw me some freaking golden nuggets and five star statements galore. Those are in my book tab. So Arborella 17 on um, Instagram, follow me. Look at that book tab. Um, also follow retake and follow Barrio princess cake pops those are my other two instagram pages but with that being said the book club series i don't know what i'm gonna call it bookworm book club one of the two it's coming to you very soon and i hope you are ready to learn some knowledge i hope you are ready to have some five star statements dropped on you for you to sit with journal with cry over speak with your friends about speak with your parents and your fam- your family blah, 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 about and really just key into who you are i feel like this is a time where all of us need to really true come into our core selves 
and, you know, walk in our truth, speak in our truth and just be who we are. And so, um, you know, with that being said, I also want to address the silence that I've had in retake. It has had a lot to do with the background investigation that I was undergoing with that position that I was pursuing that is now my no. Um, say a prayer for your girl moving forward. I know that God has a plan for my life and I'm so blessed and so grateful and thankful for the time that I have right now to really just sit down and map out what I want. You know, like there will never be another time in my life where I will get an opportunity like this. I'm sitting here. I have the blessing of working from home. I do not have any kids. I am not married. I do not have a mortgage. Like I don't have any really major responsibilities other than my bills, taking care of myself, loving on my man, being there for my friends and my family. Like that's really all I have. So what a time to be alive, to sit here, to speak about knowledge, to share some knowledge, to be vulnerable, to be authentic and speak truth. So with that being said, I hope y'all listen through this through and through. I hope that this had some gems for you. I hope that it touched your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit, whatever. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for supporting. I will be posting more retake merchandise on my retake page. So if you're on the retake page, please go ahead and cop you some merch. I do have a little bit of inventory in several of my different shirt drops. So Thank you so much again, y'all. I love you. I hope that this was a good one for you. I hope you got some laughs. I hope you got some truth. I hope you got everything you needed from this. That being said, y'all have a great day. And uh, go do something for yourself today. And go be amazing. Mwah.